I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Do you want anything from the shop? Hello and welcome to a special, um, abridged, shortened version of the Spool podcast where myself, Nigel Wheatley and Pork Mikio. Hello Pork. Hi, how's it going? We'll be doing a bit of a recap of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So to anyone who doesn't know, if for some reason you've been living under a rock, uh, it's the, the, the third part of the new Star Wars sequel trilogy and we had The Force Awakens in 2015 from J.J. Abrams and then The Last Jedi two years ago from Rin Johnson, Ryan Johnson and effectively what they're trying to do here is finish up the Skywalker story or saga or whatever. So we know our three heroes, we've got Rey, Finn and Poe Dameron and they are leading the sort of resistance forces uh, against evil so in this instance you've got two forces of evil uh, it seems they just drop in uh, Palpatine as the face of all the evil and then that's up against Adam Driver's character Kylo Ren and the First Order but Kylo Ren is like mm, not really sure I want to work with the Emperor but here he is having a bit of a chat with him as they sort of confront all that so here's our clip at last So that's a little snapshot of the voices. So, Pork, how and when did you see The Rise of Skywalker and what did you think? So, we saw it on Friday with Colin. Uh, went to the Lighthouse screening and screen one. It wasn't that full, actually, which I was kind of surprised by. But I suppose it's it's quite close to Christmas last weekend, you know, before people can go shopping and have their Christmas parties. So, my general thoughts are, I liked it. I didn't think it was as bad as, you know, some people are saying. It's kind of getting kind of middle of the road to very bad reviews. I haven't seen any like glowing reviews of it yet. Um, but the weirdest thing I thought was like the bits that got me and where I was slightly emotional or like, oh, this is cool, were all with the old characters. Like with the C3PO stuff was great. Um, oh, yeah, I suppose we should say this will be spoiler heavy. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, plug out now. Yeah. So there's kind of people, some people come back from the past and you're like, oh, brilliant. But there's other stuff where I'm like, this is terrible. Like, Ghost Luke Skywalker did not like. I thought some of the CGI with young Luke and young Leia looked terrible. And then the bit where it kind of all ends happily ever after and there's like a three-way hug between um, Poe, Finn and Rey. I was like, this is doing absolutely nothing for me. I have no emotional attachment to any of these characters, which is probably the most damning thing to say about the whole trilogy. Like, Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I... So I had a similar thing. First of all, I think one of the most uh, surprising things with this has been how little hype and how little conversation there has been about it. Um, you know, in, in context, with, uh, in, in comparison to The Force Awakens four years ago, which sort of became, 
you know, the biggest film of the decade. And um, I don't know whether, not in terms of necessarily box office, but in terms of event cinema, the hype beforehand and after, it was huge. And this kind of didn't have much about it to the point where I saw it on Friday lunchtime in Cineworld IMAX. So about one o'clock. So all the kids were off. You'd have lots of people who mightn't have seen it the day before. It was, I would say, 20% full, really, really low kind of crowds. Whereas every single time that the other films in this um, new trilogy have played. They've been playing to packed out kind of screenings for the first few days. So I think it's probably going to um, disappoint in terms of box office receipts. But um, anyway, I don't know if that's down to reviews or anything. But yeah, I took quite a lot from it. But as I was watching it, I was just like, oh, wow. Like within about 10 minutes, they just reset the whole thing uh, to being about, you know, Ray actually having a family dynasty, even though... The Last Jedi turned Rey into someone who just represented um, the Force having come from nowhere and no one. Um, and at the end of the film, we see uh, the kids with the little broom. Remember that bit at the end of The Last Jedi? And you're like, yeah, all right, you don't yeah. really need to be part of the dynasty sort of thing. But much like with American politics, where if you're a, if you're a name, if you're a Trump or a, or a Clinton or a Bush or something, you seem to have infinitely more uh, clout yeah. and public appeal with this they opted to turn uh, ray into a palpatine and be uh, the emperor's granddaughter which kind of i was like all right okay they did that within five minutes you know yeah i wondered if it was going to go in the direction of oh she it's going to be a double cross and adam driver is going to be the savior of the force and she is actually going to be the evil one and i was like oh that that'd be kind of cool and interesting but like no it just goes down a quite a safe route. And I was like, why did he have to die? I was like, it was no... Yeah. I, I liked when the two of them kissed. and But I had to take a momentary thing where I was like, they're not related, right? Yeah, you had to just reflect on that. Yeah, I think he he's nearly underutilized in it. And you care much more, or I personally do, care much more about Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Ben, than I do with like the Finn and Poe in particular, who whatever their kind of buddy thing is. Um, I also always thought Poe Dameron was gay as well, but they sort of don't really clarify that. And then clearly Finn sort of, you know, has decided he likes Ray and all this kind of nonsense. I just thought that didn't really work. And I know what they're, what they're trying to do there. But I thought Finn was in love with Rose at the end of the second film. Exactly. Just got, that, that, there was so much from The Last Jedi that has just been, kind of debunked entirely uh very very quickly to bring it back to this feels much more like you know this the, i this isn't this is what i thought after it though that and then i've since read it where this feels like a sequel to the force awakens that the last jedi wasn't really and, and yet they just said okay luke's dead but we kind of want to bring luke back so i guess we'll just do what we did with uh, luke before where Ray goes to uh, his island and asks for advice. So it doesn't even, it's no, in no way shocking when he just shows up as a forest ghost. She's not even surprised. Um, but anyway, all in all, I did I did take a lot from it. I did enjoy it. I was in the, I think I gave it three and a half stars um, is where I am out yeah, of five. Yeah, I'd kind of give it about two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. Just for certain bits. There but was a newy character who kind of resets C-3PO and I thought he was great. But yeah. like, there's lots of stuff as well where you're kind of watching it being like, oh, why is this happening? Like the bit when... Um, Finn is on a horse in space on yeah. a ship. Yeah, outside, I was like, "How can he breathe?" Yeah, but that's always they've never they've always had. That's the thing with Star Wars; they don't really focus too much on the whole science or the atmosphere kind of thing with breathing stuff. So I don't know. Because like, there's a bit when um, Ray jumps onto a ship and onto the Millennium Falcon, 
and Finn is on the landing thing and he's wearing a, a face thing because he obviously would die if he didn't have it on him. So, but then he's able to go on a horse. And then is that obviously going to be a film uh, strand where they're going with Lando and that woman? And the woman, yeah. Where they, they're going to go off and figure out some stuff yeah it looked like they tried to set that up all right as a uh, oh here's an offshoot thing yeah it did feel because we currently have the mandalorian on disney plus um which is a very solid tight show that knows exactly what it is whereas i don't really think you can say that about this film it seems like they're just trying to get through the whole thing just to now bra- break into this ongoing franchise series uh, things that they're going to have where Disney Plus tells this story and they've lots of stuff. So, and I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I want to be part of of that world um, in the TV space. Uh, I, my biggest thing, I think if we do then talk about the three original characters, all of whom had a little nod, um, Han Solo returning, did we need that? Does that make sense? Did you like that moment when he visited Ben and kind of helped tip him over the edge into like working for good I, I was very surprised by that but I kind of bought into it and I, I really liked it I loved that whole sequence in the sea with the the fight I thought that was really cool and the whole like kind of exploration of the Death Star it's like oh, visiting the Death Star yeah, yeah yeah that was really cool yeah I guess with that it just that bit only existed in unlike with the other Force Ghost things this bit was just in Ben's imagination. So I guess that's a little bit of a contrast to that too, um, in terms of how they presented it. But And then like they obviously were kind of scuppered with Carrie Fisher dying in real life. So that all feels a bit kind of shoehorned in and doesn't make a whole pile of sense the way she then kind of does disappear and Yeah. Every yeah, every scene that she's in, you're kind of conscious of, oh, they obviously had a bit of footage there. That's cool. And then um they managed to kind of cover up for it by saying she has to go away now, have an old think and try to try to work on this. And then she obviously dies from that. I thought it was well handled um, considering what they had to work with. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, what did you did you think Chewbacca was dead? Uh, initially, I was like, maybe, but then they couldn't have just thrown him. I got really annoyed if they were like, this is how Chewbacca ends. But then again, they do the reveal that he's not in the space of 90 seconds. So again, that has really no emotional weight. Like, so they're constantly doing stuff and being like, oh, actually, no, that's not the case. So it's fine. Rest easy. Like, yeah. Um, in terms of how the whole thing wrapped up then at the end, I did like the final scenes going back to Tatooine and just seeing where the whole uh, nine film saga all started and uh, yeah, she's taken the name Skywalker. She's no right to do that, but why not, I guess? Yeah, I was like, just own Palpatine, you know? Yeah, maybe though it's a bit too complicated to try to explain. So I don't know. So that's it. So yeah, all in all, it just felt like a bit of a non-event, but perfectly enjoyable. Um, but yeah, it makes it mixed feelings about it. I'm just not passionately pro or against the film and in the way I was for both of the other ones where I want to read articles where I want to just dive in and really dissect every element of it go and see it again do all that kind of thing like this is does not warrant second viewing I don't think you know not when Cats is in the cinema yeah I think if Cats hadn't come out the same weekend there may have been more ire or more kind of um, negativity focused on Star Wars or it would have been getting more spotlight but that Cats has even kind of done it a favour by coming out. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm not sure that I enjoyed uh, Lando. Lando's bit was a bit hokey, wasn't it? Yeah, he doesn't, not to be ageist or like whatever, he doesn't look great. It It's like they've just slapped him into his old costume and you're like, oh, this is kind of depressing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But so that's it. Anyway, so yeah, I will be I'll be going back watching maybe the original trilogy over the Christmas rather than getting a second viewing on this. Mm. But yeah. I find it quite hard to remember the story of The Last Jedi, but in kind of reading different stuff around this, a lot of people seem to think that it might even be one of the best of the nine. So I kind of need to go back and rewatch that because I've forgotten 90% of what happens in it. Um, yeah, I, I rewatched it and I watched uh, The Force Awakens again. And actually, The Force Awakens is, is absolutely brilliant just because you're introducing the characters. Um, and everything with Kylo Ren throughout the saga, I think, has been great. But, you know, I am in love with Adam Driver. So therefore, I would be saying, I think he's my uh, he's my trilogy MVP from the whole thing. Who's been your favourite from these three, if you had to pick a character? I kind of like the wee um, orange lady alien woman who focuses on this for no. Oh, I also hated the fact that that guy was in it from, I can't remember his name, from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Was he in any of the other two? Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you're talking about Maz um, Kanata and then, uh, yeah, Dominic Monaghan was uh, Bowman Kin, a resistance trooper. Yeah, but they didn't really do too much with him. I was like, why is he in this? So, I don't know. Do you know what also was something that wasn't really utilised fully was um, Kerry Russell played uh, Poe's friend. You know Kerry Russell from The Americans and from... Oh, yes, uh, yes. What was her other? Like, you know, that, that fantastic actress, but she never got to take her mask off. So that was, I don't think, did she? No, at one point her, she kind of puts her visor up. But that's it. She never takes yeah. it off. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's it. So, uh, right. Well, we'll wish everyone a happy Christmas, I guess. And and a happy new year. And we'll talk to you in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you. Bye. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Do you want anything from the shop? Call it out. Chocolate. It doesn't say anything about a chocolate, does it?